I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till dead, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grip with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, good evening and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanabs. a beautiful Friday evening. Jumat uh, Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem. Today is 31st of March, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, how was your day? Good day, good day, really. Um... Okay. Well, how was your day, Gilbert? Yeah, I had a good day. I had a good day, Ponsak. Um, It's been an interesting Friday. A a silent one, somewhat. A silent one, really. Um, Because I've had to change routine (laughs) deliberately. Um, When you have the sort of week that we've had, then it means, you know, something has to give, something has to change. And that's exactly what I tried to do in the course of the day and... I think it's paid off. It's paid off big time. Ponsak, good evening. Yeah, well, I had a restful afternoon. Uh, I slept for like three hours and I woke up. I was thinking a rapture's happened, <laughs> you know, because there was nobody around. Well, I would like to wish my nephew, my dear nephew, uh happy birthday, Joseph uh, Bala. Happy birthday to you. Uh, you know, one interesting thing about, about you know, I... Gilbert, there's one thing that I believe, and it's personal to me. It's a personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to, I mean, in Crucify all of, you for that. Yeah, in all of even uh, the principle that I adopt, the philosophy I adopt, you know, for navigating life, so that life will make meaning to me. I don't like uh, sharing it most of the times. I believe it's something that is personal. Uh, but let me just tell you, observing life, you know, if if a woman, you know, gives birth, observing life growing up, you know. I seen how that life, you know, grows up and how they begin to adapt, you know, to the environment in which they are growing up in. It's I don't think there's there's any miracle more than that. You know. If I remember when this uh, boy was born. Today he turned ten years old. <laughs> when he was born. I remember coming back and looking at him, he was very, very tiny and uh started growing up, you know. Uh, I remember the first day he smiled uh, because they don't bond children. Children, the kids come into this. Everybody comes into this world crying. I don't know why, you know. And there's learned, been some mystical interpretation. Yeah, they that. learn how to smile. They learn how to laugh. They, I mean, crying just comes natural to them because uh, babies are very selfish. Even if you want to sleep, they cry a lot. You know, they just uh, disturb you. No, to get like, your attention. Yeah, uh, but when they start. 
you know, adopting social skills. When their mother starts teaching them that if someone gives you something, tell them thank you. Uh, thank you. If uh, mommy is back from work or mommy is back from somewhere, uh, you have to say, welcome back, mommy. You know, all of these social skills that you teach them is adaptability. You know, it's helping them, social skills that will help them to cope, you know, and to make meaning and to find um, life, I would say, very, very uh, interesting, yeah. you know, I, I would say. So it's, it's, it's really, really impeccable to see life, you know, uh, grow. And every human life, every form of human life, whether it be the uh, reptiles, human beings, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's very amazing. Really amazing. And you were speaking about that, then something crossed my mind suddenly. How does the human hair grow? For example, can you tell, you know, the, the moment your hair develops again after you have you have them cut or even the nails on your finger? Mm-hmm. You know, so some some of these are um, the little miracles that human beings really take for granted. But there's a scientific explanation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So and that's why I love science. It has a <laughs> but I don't know much about it. Spirituality comes to bear again. But I think... Um, it's it's not for us to go into that now. Well, so spirituality or no spirituality, <laughs> I believe I'm talking to Gilbert. You know. <laughs> well, in that light, sponsor before we proceed, I'd like to wish Ufong Ubong a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colleague, yeah, a broadcaster, a colleague, and he's he's really a nice guy, uh-huh. a gentle human being, and I think he has amazing qualities. So he is taking out some time to throw a shout out to you, man. Have a great one. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, well, uh, what are some of the stories that uh, you've been following throughout today? The PDP has um, backtracked a bit. PDP? Yes. Okay. Um, you remember they suspended Ayofaye share and, of course, referred um, Governor Otom. Samuel Otom to the disciplinary committee, Payas Anyim, and the host of others. But the party has decided under Umar, Umar Damagong, you know, to backtrack in the interest of a more united party. And I began to ask a few questions as to whether that's not late at the moment, because these are things they could have done naturally in the build-up to the election and perhaps forged a common front ahead of the election. And then that aside, the fact that Ayodele Faisha has said he is resigning or he's taking, he's taking a back seat in terms of playing partisan politics leaves a whole lot to be desired again. And that's the effect that whether he received the news of his suspension with some hysteria or mixed feeling, I don't know. Because when you have said that sort of statement um, before the whole world, before the entire country, being a national figure, at least in his own right. Mm. So I, I wondered how you received all of those news and that news and how he's receiving this at the moment. So these are some of the issues. And of course, the fact that the president-elect's whereabout has come under serious scrutiny. I mean, he celebrated his birthday yesterday, yeah? Was that birthday yesterday or day yeah. before yesterday? And there have been a lot of questions as to where he is at the moment. He wasn't seen. I remember he's had the bola met to Nubu Colloquium to mark his birthday for several years now. I think it, uh, he didn't, uh, the, show, the colloquium this year was cancelled. Right. For reasons best known to him. But, well... I I wonder why Nigerians, you know, will just wake up and ask, you know, what is the president elect? I mean, this is the man that said, it's my lifetime ambition to be president. And you're waking up to say, where is he? So you like power, Pasa. <laughs> there's some, 
And I, I, these are some of the things that I find really interesting and funny at the same time with social media. Uh, because it just makes you preoccupy yourself in a little bubble and you think that you are making tremendous contributions, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to an ongoing debate. But for me, it truly doesn't make sense. Someone said that it's my lifetime. I mean, he said it in his, the state house after meeting President Mahmoud Bwari. It's my lifetime ambition to be president. And Bola Ahmed, uh, Ashwaj Bola Ahmed Tinibu said, Emilokon. He said, it's my own turn. In Abiyokuta. One of my friends just said, now because Tinibu talker for Yoruba, now why everybody in the parao? <laughs> See, what if you talk for, for English? English. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk for Yoruba? So, I mean, why would you work on the way and see? It is the man he contested and he got it. He, he has achieved his lifetime ambition. What is your business? Do you think that he's going to throw away the presidency and uh, I give it to uh, Kashim Shetima? You know, go walk. You want to be president. You don't get down. <laughs> so calm down. You know, uh, that is a needless, you know, debate and conversation in my own, you know, little mind. Thinking. Yeah, in my own little uh, thinking. But uh, have you watched the video? You know, I saw it trending. Uh, files and um, yeah, yeah, and uh, vector, vector, yeah. vector, the viper. I I saw the video. I saw that piece of music and. It was one I received with mixed feelings, quite frankly. And Mr. I tried, Yakubu. yeah, Mr. Yakubu, that is a title. And of course, that is never going to fly on the air. That is never going to play on radio, you know, for obvious reasons. And uh, I began to, to ask a lot of questions within as to, you know, the sort of history that I should be living um, in my lifetime, the sort of things that I would want to be remembered for. Mm. And then... I took a different twist of a turn in thinking. And here is it. What if in truth, Ponsak, Mahmoud Yakubu discharged his responsibilities to the best of his knowledge? And that's really, that could be really crazy in the minds of a whole lot of people listening to me right now. But I think um, that's one thought again we should be sparing as individuals. Um, the man was boxed up. Agreed he made a lot of commitments in his capacity as INEC chairman to Nigerians. And he can't be everywhere. And this is what we have said in the past uh, two weeks, in the past couple of weeks, definitely, uh, to the effect that while people might have responsibilities to society, might have constitutional responsibilities, and might owe the country a huge loyalty to respect the constitutions and the guidelines that they so uphold in their capacities, it's one thing, again, to understand that they have got handicaps, certainly. And I, I remember we discussed this with Mr. Zopma while he was in the studio here. There are limitations, quite frankly, to the things that people could be privy to, the different things people could know in different times or at the same time to say. Because he was only at the collision center and he was working with the things that you know were brought to him as an individual. And, well, certain things you might say, were within his control. Certain things were within his limits. But, I don't know. That's really crazy. That's really crazy to think. Well, that piece of music really got me a lot and it left me to chew a lot of things for thought upon that. Well, I don't have any problem with that music because, uh, like, Olufela uh, Ningpula uh, Pokuti will say, and, of course, Nina Simone, mm-hmm. one of the finest uh, soul jazz musicians. musicians. She said the job of the musician or the artist is to capture the times. If you listen to Fela's record, uh, 
when he started with the Kula Lobitos, right in the 60s, you know, uh, in London when they were playing, you, you have a feel of how music was and you have a feel of the lyrics. If you listen to Jimi Hendrix, you listen to all of these great musicians. Uh, and still with Fela, come, if you travel with Fela to the 70s, you hear things like ITT. ITT was a contract that uh, uh, was awarded to Abiola, yeah. late Abiola, uh, on the Olusegunobasa mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear things like uh, Army Arrangement, you know, Beast of No Nation, you know, all of these songs, Water No Get Enemy. Uh, again, that is one spiritual songs, you know, that Fela sang. You will just hear how Fela, the musician, the philosopher, captured his time. And it will make you feel as if, you know, you are in uh, Kalakuta Republic listening to his Afrobeats, mm-hmm. you know, when he was, when he's jamming. Uh, it will make you feel what people were going through, you know, uh, at the time. So that is a job of uh, a musician. If you fast forward, maybe if you go travel into time, you know, maybe say 50 or let's say even 30 years uh, from today, if you play the record of Files and uh, Vector, you're going to hear, okay, there was disenchantment with elections in Nigeria in 2023. 23, it's true. And it's going to help researchers. And that is the job. That should be what musicians The same do. thing with Ricardo Banks, Ozumban, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. some mm-hmm. of the songs. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they capture, you know, the mm-hmm. time. And they bring it in a very refreshing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when you listen to them, you know that, okay, these things actually happened. It's just like a, uh, a writer publishing a book. And maybe writing a prose, an essay, or history, you know, um, it, it just capturing the time so that you have a feel. You know, just if you read uh, this book by Chinua Chepa, I think it's one of his last book that he he wrote before he passed. There was a country. Mm-hmm. When I read the first time, I read, I read that book twice. First time when I read that book, it gave me a feel of how. The country was in the 1950s, pre-independence Nigeria. He was talking about Christopher Okibo, uh, all of these, you know, great uh, writers. And again, he talked about how, you know, the Civil War started, where he was, you know. It was more of like a personal memoir, memoir you know. Uh, and it gives you a feeling that, okay, these are the things that, you know, actually uh, transpired. And if you compare that book with Have of Yellow Sun mm-hmm. of Chimamanda, Chimamanda who was their teacher, mm. she wasn't there. So she depends on first-hand... Secondary records. Uh, for her to, you know, write that. So I, I, I love that, you know, music by... Uh, and I think that is a Magna Carta, if you allow me, you know, uh, from files. Uh, whether it's right or wrong... Of course, if you look at history, you don't go searching for justice. True, you don't true. go search for who was right or who was wrong in history. If you look at history that way, uh, then you don't understand how history works. You just read it and allow, you know, the actors did what they did based on the information that was available, you know, uh, to them at that point in time. So fantastic music. Uh, it has captured the time. Uh, whether uh, that record is for who? I do not know, but I know that it's meant for Mr. Yakubu. And let's Who is Mr. Yakubu? I do <laughs> not find know. Find out. Go, go to find out. Yeah. But let's look at the white-bearded man in that video. And it, it strikes me as someone who hasn't, or he strikes me as someone who hasn't even played a role to warrant his entry in there. Well, he has found himself somehow. 
into it. So the policeman struggling with sleep. <laughs> he was, you know, slumbering. And, well, the, and the rock with a machete, you know. <laughs> well, uh, all of those, you know, art is very beautiful. You really, know? Art really. Art is what makes uh, life very, mm-hmm. you experience life, you know, in such a different way. True. Uh, if you appreciate the art. Well, let's play this insert. Uh, Professor Inanna O.T. saying that she was bribed with money, intimidated, threatened, and whatnot. The returning officer of Abia State governorship election. She has made herself to become a heroine mm-hmm. of this election. Mm-hmm. And that is what great people do. They are very deliberate. She survived it. Very, very deliberate mm-hmm. in doing good. You know, Because if you want to do good, you have to be courageous. If I perish... It's not a walk in the park. Mm. When we come back, we're going to start the conversation with our guests. Stay here. Officer, I have never in my life, never participated in any election. Never. My duty came calling. I made my inquiries from Abuja and I said, If I perish, I perish. They came with their threats. They came with their money. They came with their intimidation. I didn't start today. I stand here before God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I have never, I repeat, never sold a handout. Never. I have never defrauded anyone, never. As a matter of fact, when my students don't do well, I take another look. Once the students cost less than 30, I go over again. I go over again. I have never taught a course I didn't give bonus. When I was the exam officer, 211, 220, 211, 212, there was a department, I will not name them. They brought a list of 40-something students who were at the time in their third years that they copied in their first years and they wanted them discipline. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> it's justice then. Why will you come to a 40 year and final year student to expel him because of something did in the war? My insurance covered them. And I say, go and sin no more. Was to declare the riot act as follows Under me, votes must count. Under me, the people's mandate will be upheld. Because Professor Nana Oti, the mother of three children. And the wife of Unandoti, the daughter of Ibewo, the daughter of Afibo, the daughter of Ebony State, the daughter of Udibo, the daughter of Nigeria, can never do evil. Thank you. And thank you. Glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. Uh, you just listened, uh, heard the insight from <coughs> Professor Nana Oti, the VC of uh, Federal University of Technology, Oweri. Oweri. Oweri yeah. uh, when she was, you know, giving that Pentecostal vibes, I wish that was a keyboardist that would do, you know, when, you know, our Pentecostals, you know, do their... Probably she should have hired some band guys. Aha! <laughs> A weekend will be very fitting to this position 
excellently. We have a public affairs commentator, public intellectual, Mr. Artu Marcus. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Good evening, Fatsa. Good evening, Gilbert. It's good to be here again. Uh, I, I don't know how to start the uh, conversation, but, I mean, do you follow in the uh, trend where is Tinubu? I mean, do you, <laughs> do, do you think that is a question worth asking? This is a man that said, it's my lifetime ambition to be president. And today he's president. He said, Emilokon, and Nigerians just wake up one morning and say, where is Mr. President? Do, do you think that uh, Tinubu is willing to let go of this power? Well, I, I was on my way here. I was listening on radio. <laughs> I, I, I share your sentiments completely. <laughs> yeah, thank Honestly, you. Because, I mean, I am surprised that people are asking the whereabout of Mr. President-elect. Like you said, he said this is his lifetime ambition. And he achieved it. The American thing. And so maybe, you know, the rigors, the rigors of the campaigns and everything is just taking the backseat to... to, to to, to do a deep reflection and maybe uh, come out with a blueprint that will, will, will change the narrative in Nigeria. And I want to believe that, of course, he's somewhere uh, working because he said we're going to have a renewed hope. And I think that, for me, I want to take it for granted that he is somewhere doing that, even if it means praying to God somewhere to help him handle the honest tax ahead of him. I'm, I, you know, I share your optimism. I love how people are very optimistic. Uh, let's come back to Plato. I mean, why, uh, Mr. Arutu, why do you think um, the former governorship candidate of the APC, Dr. Nentawe, hasn't congratulated Barista Kalab Mutfang? And you see on social media they're saying, I, I don't know how to, you know what iconoclast means, you know, making someone to become an icon. This is the first time. Could it be that why he hasn't congratulated it is because perhaps this is the first time he has, he's conducting an election and he's yet to come to reality with a shock, you know, that uh, he has lost the election because certificate of return has been issued to uh, Barrister Caleb Mutfang yesterday uh, with uh, other members of the House of Assembly and uh, his vice, uh, his deputy in gorgeous Swimpio. Ponsak, I wish I was telepathic for me to read the mind of uh, Dr. Nantawi. But, uh, I mean, uh, these were people that were so sure that uh, Plato State people were so gullible that we were going to reward their shenanigans of the past years. Uh, they were in planning for... Uh, they didn't see defeat coming in their own... Calculations. Calculations, their own myopic thinking. Because uh, I guess they felt they had the police, they had INEC was coming from there, and so the very few court jesters around them were, you know, uh, uh, telling him on, uh, you know, if, if you've read the play by William Shakespeare, the Macbeth, yeah, three Macbeth, witches, Macbeth. Yeah, they have a way of t giving you, uh, you know, telling you uh, that uh, what is impossible is very possible with you, because, of course, for Macbeth, how could you have imagined having a human being that is not born of a woman? He didn't imagine a Magdorf somewhere. And so I am sure it is the heat of the defeat and the spontaneous reaction from Plato people that it's, it's turning on them that, hey, so we're not in this game after all. And I'm sure. <laughs> you think that they are saying that they weren't in the game after all? Because they are pouring of joy from just not to Kwan Pan. It, it speaks volume.
Where were where I mean the, the question to ask where are your own supporters? But they are alleging that INEC and the security agencies, you know, worked in cahoots to ensure they were defeated. Gilbert, these are so losers. Because <laughs> who 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 is the chief security officer of the state? The governor. The governor is the chief On paper. It, it doesn't matter. He calls the shots. In, in in a way he has some measure of influence. Even if he wants to say that he's a logistic distance. So where would PDP, where would PDP get uh, uh, INEC, uh, uh, people, uh, direct? I don't know. If, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then the security agencies to do their bidding to the extent. I don't see the PDP having the, 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 the access to want to turn the situation against them. But my belief is that. The people, the people's will, because it's the direction. Because from the spontaneous reaction, it tells you that indeed it was the voice of the majority on the plateau. Now, yeah, of course, you have the voice of the silent majority. But again, uh, you have some other people there telling you, yes, yeah. you expect them to come with some certain stories here and there in order to give their supporters some, some kind of hope. But I am telling you, we're home and dry. This is an election that has been won and lost. Let's talk about, uh, you know, this issue in the light that has there been any election that was, you know, uh, a governorship election in Plateau State that was uh, declared winner emerge, you know, in the court, for example, uh, because I don't know. But could it be that uh, Dr. Nentawa is going to break the camel's back uh, and get his mandate, quote-unquote, you know, from the court of law. Yeah, well, I, I, I am just, uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still yet to see where the magic will come from, because, of course, um, what what could possibly be the point of departure between him and Anik on the returns that were made? Is it that? Because um, Einek has said, and I have seen that the Beavers has been a game changer in this in this instance, to the point that you don't even collect certain results without ascertaining the number of people that were accredited, the Beavers thing. The, uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, there is a technology somewhere that you can bypass the Beavers for you to do what you would do, and I don't think that you would ordinarily would want to rig an election without the active connivance. I don't know how how they expect. I don't know. I'm yet to see that. I've, I've I've seen so many postulations here and there, and I'm just wondering where they are coming from. For me, like I said, they are just so losers. I was thinking, if I were in Nantawa shoes, honestly, I would have congratulated Barista Caleb Mutfu because from so that you don't you don't even spoil the sport of the moment, the joy on the plateau. The, 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 the reaction, the whatever. I think that, for me, it is time to come together, bring his own wealth of experience, so that we can move plateau forward. Because if the whole essence, if it's not just about acquiring power, acquiring the fact that I'm a governor, if it is to build plateau, I think that, for me, at this point, his thought should be... Let's, 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 let's flip this conversation this yes. way. Do you think if Dr. Nantawe had emerged victorious, do you think he would be magnanimous in victory to say, come, let's walk together? Because uh, this attitude, 
which lots of pundits in Plato have even questioned his team spirit, that maybe he doesn't have, you know, team spirit, uh, because at the end of the day, if he isolates himself and say, I'm not congratulating, you know, feeling bitter, uh, how about those his wonderful ideas, you know, that may be beneficial to Caleb Mufang if Caleb Mufang sees that, okay, after scrutiny that, okay, these ideas are really functional in, functional in this sector, that sector, uh, and Caleb Mufang is going to implement it. Are you, like other pundits, questioning the team spirit? And team spirit is what makes a leader. And that is the point of worry, really. Because I, I said it here earlier, that if the whole idea of running was to develop Lato, I guess at this point, for me, it would have been that, oh, despite putting laying bare to Plato people that I am going to do this, I'm going to use technology, it's going to be Generation next, and what have you. Plato people decided that, no, they prefer the land to be green because they want it fertile. I mean, it's for him to extend it. It's, you know, it's, it's for him to come and join on board because the, the governor-elect has extended under fellowship. In all the branch. Yes, in, in almost all his, in almost all the fora that he has spoken, he has talked about coming together, looking for the best hands on the plateau because plateau is in their need that we need our best 11. And I think that, uh, for me, he should forget about people around you who would be telling him to do otherwise because I, I, I thought that he would have stolen the spur of the moment by congratulating uh, Governor uh, Barista Kale Mufuang. And I think that that would have not been lost on Plato people. It would have just been the tonic he needs to check, to turn around his own political career. And I think he lost it there. But again, with his attitude... Yeah, it was a misopportunity. With his attitude, I am afraid whether he will even agree to come on board with this, with his idea so that we can drive the growth of Plato. With this very particular attitude. I don't... I don't know about tomorrow, but as it is presently, the way he has been behaving, the way his mothers have been behaving, the way the APC have been talking, I am wondering. It wasn't AI, yeah, it's politics, it's, it's war in, by, uh, Without by, other means, uh, by other means. But I think that at the end of it all, if we were to move this state forward, we need to come together from that bond of cohesion so that we can drive the growth and development of plateau. Mm. Let's, let's look at the whole idea about congratulating an opponent that has defeated you um, in an election yes. and its popularization in Nigeria. Uh, you could correct me again if I'm wrong, if it wasn't good luck, Jonathan, who first started that. And does that mean, does a congratulatory message literally mean that the political party under which a candidate contested an election has spoken unanimously, or it's solely an opinion of the candidate. Because, again, Ikeazo Ekpeazu of Abia State wasn't on the ballot, but he told his party, the PDP, to accept the fact they've been defeated by the Labour Party in that state. And we see that the PDP there hasn't accepted, and they've said they are going to court. So let's look at all of these issues in context. Had Nentawe, Dr. Nentawe congratulated by Mr. Caleb Mutfa, would that have meant the entire APC on the plateau had spoken? Gilbert, his body language says a lot. Uh, take it or leave it. Whether you like it or not, being the man uh, at the center of it all, in the midst. If he had congratulated Mutfa, he would have gone a long way in coming finals. He would have, of course, gone 75% to 
to say, to have done a whole lot that would have whatever thing that the party, as a party, that would want to do. But again, uh, because uh, uh, the party is a vehicle. Uh, what's the party without the governor aspirant? Uh, what if he decides today that he's, he's not going to call and okay? It's, it's about him. And I've never, uh, even in the United States where uh, we see a whole lot of this happening, it's not the party that congratulates, but the individual who is involved in the contest. And that would have helped the destruction. That would have also helped the governor-elect to settle down quickly and face the tax of, the onerous tax of the building plateau, which it's there to all of us. Uh, uh, I think it's the, the onerous because the box stops on his table, honestly. And so it makes a whole lot of difference for the candidate to do that. Yes, you're talking about uh, PDP or PSO doing whatever. Yes, as the leader of the party has spoken, yes, you expected that. People who want to flex muscles at the end of the day, they will still come back to the round table. You can't go beyond what the leader of the party has said. So it makes sense. Do you see a litigation or a legal battle um, seemingly presenting itself as a distraction to governor, um, governor-elect Caleb Mutfa. This is a huge distraction. Because, of course, you need, you, you, whatever thing you're doing, you're conscious of the fact that you're also dealing with an issue in the court. And until that is done, you cannot, in all honesty, because it, it could go either way. Looking at the way our system, we have witnessed a situation where in this country somebody came forth and ended up becoming today is a governor. And so, there is no way you would take it for granted. And that in itself, because you are also involved in the discussion, in, in the provision of information, in seeing how you can come up tops. So it serves, in a way, as a distraction. But without that, hey, like, good luck, congratulated, uh, Buhari, and went his way. The government, for six months, that was why for six months he had the luxury, not even appoint ministers. He was enjoying himself. If he had litigation going on, I am telling you, he would have not had six months of not having ministers who are dealing with this thing because he would, have, he would have needed all these people to also help him deal with this situation. We didn't even have an attorney general of the federation. It's because there was no litigation. So it's, it's a destruction in a way. Considering how we go about things here in this country, I would have loved, would have wished that. We're not experiencing this on the plateau. Let's uh, look at something that came from Kano State. Uh, a press statement there by uh, the governor-elect, His Excellency Engineer Abba Kabil Yusuf, wherein he advised um, some companies handling certain critical projects to put those projects on a halt yes. until he comes on the board. Yes. And um, and translate, you know, the whole discussion back to Plateau State. Yeah. Is that a way? If you had a chance to speak with um, the governor-elect of Plateau State, would you recommend that he, that he adopt such it a is, measure, considering the financial situation of the state? It is very critical because we don't expect that to, with sixty days to go, you are embarking on projects, projects what that you couldn't do in years. I mean, you want to collect loans to do what we did, and I am happy that the PDP in the state has come out to issue a statement with regards, though I have not had uh, the, the privilege to verify independently. But again, there are, like we always say, there is no smoke without, uh, there is no fire without smoke. 
Yes. Why would you, why is it now that is so, what is so urgent? You can't finish government business. And that's why government is a continuum. And since you already have a governor elect, of course, I've heard, if it, whether it is constitutional or not, I've heard people, hey, yes, the moment you have a governor elect, the city governor becomes a lame dog. Because who is going to finish the project? It's the, it's the governor elect. So you must consult with him. You must also do this thing with it, with it, to see, okay, what is so German? What is so, what, how is it going to impact on the economic growth of a state that you're waiting to 60 days to the end of your tenure that you want to embark on a project, that you're going to collect loan to do what with it? No, 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 no. So I am in total agreement with what Abba Gira Gira has done because it is important to checkmate because, of course, you don't want to create a situation where you create food for the boys. You're going and so you want to create conduit pipes where you siphon resources. We need every single couple that so that we can, particularly for us on the plateau. I am telling you, the state is in a dear situation. The last time I was here, I was talking about, I think the, about the last four poorest states yeah. uh, in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you are dealing with the government who in the last eight years, uh, what, yes, what you can credit this government is like a student who went to secondary school. The only thing he came back home with is a testimonial. Uh, of attendance because everything is F9. In all indices of human development, sectorally, you cannot say this is it. And so if you are dealing with that kind of situation and you have that kind of government going to collect loan, going to embark on a project, you ask yourself, why now? Why the hurry? If you needed to do that, why, why didn't you do it before now? And it's embarked on recruitment of civil servants. You see, it was not, not recruitment, replacement. Okay, replacement of civil servants. I, I actually don't know where that is it, that coming from. Seriously, I don't know whether in the civil services there is something called replacement. What I know is that you recruit people into the system if there's a need for it. Of course, there will be vacancies as a result of death, as a result of retirement, resignation, and what have you. You advertise. Let people apply for it. But what is this that you call replacement? Replacing who? Who, who, who has disappeared they are replacing? And so it tells you that the whole thing was, 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 meant, was, was, was meant to homework people into, in, uh, into voting the APC. But I'm glad that in all their shenanigans, Plato people saw through it. And today, the story is all different. Let's talk about the Plato State House of Assembly. 16 members in, of the PDP, 7 of the APC, 1 of the YPP. Mm. Uh, talk to us uh, when it comes to executive legislature relationship. What ideas will you, do you have for Barista Caleb Mutfang uh, to have a successful... Uh, because, of course, he will need laws to be able to govern very well. But, again, if he... Just like, you know, Governor Lalong making the House of Assembly like his lap dog, you know, so to say. Uh, will you recommend that style of, you know, a relationship with the legislature? Or you recommend that uh, they should be cordial and they should be robust? Uh, not in fisticuff, you know, so to say. Because if they go, you know, uh, war war, I mean, the citizens will uh, suffer for it. I'll tell you what. The man, Mutfang, has always talked about the rule of law. It means that he recognizes the fact that if things are done according to rules governing the system, chances are that 
And as a barrister, you know, will you recommend his... Because Governor Lalongtu is a barrister. Uh, Mutfangtu is a barrister. You see, barrister or no barrister, uh, the framers of democracy uh, did that because of checks and balances. Mm -hmm. And for us, it is not for you to go and engage yourselves in supremacy battle, but rather is to work together so that the state, the people, will be the ultimate beneficiaries of those wonderful and good policies of government. And I expect that. The good thing is that the PDP has 16 members. members yeah. So, in a way, they have the majority. And uh, we expect, uh, you know, while we were coming up uh, during the Second Republic, uh, uh, they used to have what you call, you have this caucus meetings yeah. where decisions are taken there. Mm-hmm. So That's that, in the legislature. Yeah, both where you have, where the party. It's where the party majority. chairman is the one that sits and presides over such kind of meetings. So that if there are issues that you need to deal with, they are dealt with there. You don't, you don't see this kind of rancor. You don't see this kind of whatever. But again, don't forget that the legislature seemingly, you know, there is this, seems to have this seemingly independence. And, and so... Uh, chances they would want to assert their own independence. But again, in all of it, both the executive and the legislature, the whole, they have a common goal, which is what? To better the love, add value to the people of Plateau State. And so I see them working together, the best bet for them, taking, uh, you know, Plateau as the way it is, is to come together, have a meeting point, so that we can legislate, bring up policies and programs, bills, motions, that will support the accelerated growth and development of plateau. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go. Before we get to the phone lines, we have seen a situation whereby President Muhammad Dubari had to deal with a national assembly that was termed a rubber stamp. Um, is there any word of caution from you to the 10th state assembly here to that effect? Because it's one thing to really cooperate with the executive and it's yeah. another thing to act as a rubber stamp. You see, where, 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 where you have the issue of rubber stamp, it's where you see the executive uh, being uh, doing uh, embarking on 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 policies uh, with reckless abandon, and then there is no check from the people's representative, because of course you are representing the people, and that is the whole essence of the house, and we expect that they should be able to come on board to tell the Mr. Governor, no, 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 this is what my people are saying. This is the thinking of Plato people. So why don't we do like this? And that is why there is room for what? For dialogue, for engagement. And I think that if we adopt that kind of approach, other than confrontational or robust as you would want to call it, I don't think that working with government to ensure that people have a better deal from the government is robust. But it is where you don't apply checks and balances. When you allow a government to go on, on a ruthless voyage, like we have had in this state in the last seven years. That is where it calls for worry. All right. Let's open the phone lines. You can join the conversation. We've been having a chat with the, with Mr. Marcus Artu, looking at a potpourri of issues, basically, especially as it affects the uh, incoming administration of Barista 
Caleb Mutfan, governor-elect, together with his deputy. Already to his advantage, he has 16 members of the PDP, 7 of the APC, 1 of the YPP, uh, making 24 of them altogether, representing 24 state constituencies in Planto State. You can join the conversation, 081-2187-7777, or you call 90 Five five six 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 nine nine on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Joss. Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello. Good evening. Thank, thank you, you for calling. Much. Yeah. My name is Kumar. I'm calling from Tijuana. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Went to get very very well and actually what happened is the issue of governorship, election of the results, and the candidates, the way some candidates have to pick manship that they congratulate, depending the uh, governor that part the one the very one to go. I'm also calling on this, the opposition now, call them opposition because they're supposed to understand that they have to carry people along so that they claim the, the mandate that not their fault. Especially uh, uh, the mental, we're supposed to come out and congratulate our governor so that the people of plus they will look at here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, calling zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Maybe Gilbert, uh, you take us through Facebook. Uh, All right, on Facebook um, we have this from Nurse Nyango Gong John, who is saying, um, let them just work with the executive to have a smooth running of the government, not the kind of rubber stamp assembly we had with the last administration. Abdul Majid Lawan Waziri says we expect a transformational legislative task driven by feasible executive blueprint that addresses the basic needs of the common man on the plateau. Hashtag the future is now and this is trending. I like that. Dimas Bala is saying the newly elected members of the State House of Assembly should try and establish a good relationship with the executive so that we can have a good governance, not like what we had in the past. Chooks Ditoni says a big congrats to them all. I advise them to make good use of their constituency funds for the betterment of the masses. If not, electorates and beavers are watching and waiting for them come to enjoy seven. Bala Julius John says, I'm so happy most of the newly elected House members are agile, strong, and up-to-date people. They should endeavor to have a united House that will work with the governor for the betterment of the state entirely. Let's plateau be supreme. Let's plan to succeed. Good evening to you in the house. Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dung is saying, a more united, secure, and prosperous plateau is possible. Hashtag the future is now. 
Smart AK says, good evening, Sunset. I will first of all want to say a big congratulations to them all and to advise them that they should know that people voted for them to work um, okay, and be their mouthpiece for a better plateau. Temple Shinla says, have the legislators in Plateau State ever done something different? That this time around, we should expect something different from them, can only um, represent themselves, their families, and at most, their community. But Simon Davis says, good evening, Ponsak, the great Gilbert, and the guests in the house. The progress, peace, and prosperity of Plateau State is paramount. Simple. Sankira Marco says, even in Ponsak, the legislature should not be rubber stamp. The executive should give free hands to all arms of government for democracy to touch the common man positively. Naomi James says, I expect proper and cordial legislative and executive relationship. There should be balance of power application by both arms in ensuring checks and balance. Izang, as he says, good evening, sunset. I pray that God will give them the mind to work for us irrespective of religion or political parties' affiliation. Love you guys. Felkuka Factors go on says, good evening. The two senior men, Ponsak and Gilbert, I advise the house members to put humanity first as the slogan of my humble house member, Pangshin North constituency goes. All right, Ponsak? Yeah, well, there was a, state, there was a comment from Oswal of one. Maybe just uh, check it out and read it. But after this phone call. Hello. Okay. okay. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name, please. Yeah, my name is Solomon Atangis. I'm calling from Judges for Nukwit. Thank you for calling. For that, you asked a very good question. That why is it that Nantawa has not yet come out and congratulate um, our, our, our new latest governor? You see, even just up to today, they have not had where the Labour Party has come out or the PDP presidential uh, uh, candidate has come out to tell the uh, congratulations. You see, the thing is so easy. It's so easy. And all this blame now, you will not know where the real problem because everybody believes that the election has been rigged. I always call and, and advise that. With PDP and APC, we should embrace ourselves and work, um, and, and work together to, to deliver our, our, our state. Because PDP should, 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 should accept defeat in other states, and then APC should also accept defeat in other states. If we do it, like, if we do it together, we are going to win this race. But if we refuse to accept this defeat, we will continue to fight each other, and we don't know what is going to come out. Uh, the, 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 the enemy will take its advantage and cause a lot of confusion in the state. So I wish that Nantawai and other people in the state will come out together, other political parties will come out together and then just show this thing and embarrass uh, peace so that we work together and do plateau stay together. Thank you very much. It's my little contribution. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this is a much phone call we take. Have you found the comment, Gilbert? Uh, I'm, I'm really struggling to see that because um, the comments are in their good number. But is Wabnen Goma Jr., is that it? I, I'm not sure. Good evening. To me, executive and legislature on the plateau are going to give the best because political atmosphere on the plateau has changed. And um, that was Longard who says, democracy has come to stay in plateau state and PDP has come to stay. Our expectation is the unity of Latu should be their number one priority, followed by food security because our farmers are passing through a lot. And then Peter Agnes, who says, good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. To me, the newly elected members of the Plateau State House of Assembly should do the needful on the Plateau. They should try to do their best 
because I'm expecting a lot of change since the democracy has changed and the land is greener. Um, Dashi Alexander Danuk says, good evening. I would like to congratulate our newly elected government and also to charge and encourage them to look into the issues bothering the people's lives the most. Issues like security, economy, growth, infrastructure, good medical care, and attention to government schools. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, since you don't, uh, no, no luck with that. Well, <laughs> Mr. Marcus, uh, I mean, give your response and your final word. You see, I, 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 I share the sentiments of our, of our callers and those that uh, send in their, their comments on Facebook, Twitter, and what have you. The, 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 the truth of the matter there is that robust time or no robust time, the whole essence is for them to work together. There must be that meeting point so that the people of Plateau State will enjoy the benefits of democracy because it's, it's, it's no time for, for dragging here and there, for ego tripping and what have you. Secondly, I have no doubt, absolutely in my mind, that Kale Mufong is going to perform because his mandate is divine. And we will not continue to sing the songs of lamentation because a Caleb is involved. For us, people of faith, you remember, Caleb was one of those spies that were sent to to the land of... Uh, the giants. Yes. And particularly, Caleb was the one that gave the... That, this is, that immediately they should take and recover the land. And I think that is what Caleb has done. He has recovered Plato from the giants and he will set it on the pedestal of peace, progress, and development. Thank you, Mr. Arto Marcus, for coming. Interesting conversation with you and uh, learning from you as always. Well, uh, Gilbert Joseph, your final word. Yeah, um, you know, Atiku Abubakar <coughs> has been, Pastor Skiamo, all right, has petitioned Atiku mm-hmm. based on the special purpose vehicle um, saga. And the CCB has granted um, him, they go ahead, they not. So, you know, Sepina Michael Achimogu, who is the whistleblower in that case. And, of course, um, that, that case is going to proceed. Definitely, we are up for another interesting episode. Francis Kiamu is the only son in Nigeria that loves to write petition, you know. Uh, I wish I have money. If I have someone that is dealing with me, I will just... You have please. lawyers, Ponsa. Yeah, but if I have money to hire ICA, and I will just give him a job and say, please... Uh, take this and well my name is Ponsak Van Ab the news will come your way top of the hour six o'clock do have a good evening happy weekend bye now attention please we've switched to what radio means this is a whole new experience radio more urban and relating 101.9 JFM Increase your capacity and performance in the tech world by enrolling in a Python coding program. Zeus Tech ICT Solutions brings to you a 12-week Python coding bootcamp online and on-site at 40% of discount from 100,000 Naira to a training fee of 60,000 Naira from 17th April. On-site venue is at number 33 Baba Ali Shopping Complex opposite Bingham University Teaching Hospital, Joss. An online address at www.zustech-academy.com. 
gmail.com. For more information, you can contact Zeus Tech Solutions on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also WhatsApp or call 0806-784-1008. If you're still sitting down, you're sitting on a long thing. This is your last chance to step up your viewing experience on your DSTV and GoTV packages as this weekend brings you exciting and jaw-breaking entertainment, actions, and drama to your TV sets. Catch up with the Big Brother Titans finale this Sunday, 2nd April at 7 p.m. and enjoy the return of Premier League live action this Saturday, the 1st of April as Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham, and Liverpool take center stage on your channel of champions, Supersport. Pay the next package and get boosted to a higher package at no extra cost. Just dial star 288-HEART or download my GoTV or my DSTV app to stay connected. Subscribe on the higher package and enjoy the boost that makes you groove. Hurry up and step up now as offer ends on 31st of March. Boom! What a wicked style! Listening to JFM 101.9 Boom! Watch we! Ah!
the newsmakers when, where, or how. And now beaming the spotlight on the judiciary, the Chief Justice of Nigeria, Justice... Because we told you the National Industrial Court has struck down regulation one to... When the news breaks, we bring the stories to you on a go. Closer, reliable, and factual. The Student Union of the Institution and postponed the first semester examination meant to commence. China today. has stopped issuing short-term visas to individuals from... Weekdays, 10 a.m., 12 noon, 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Weekends, 10 a.m. JFM News. Closer, reliable and factual. Good evening and welcome to J101.9 FM. This is JFM News at 6 p.m. Today is the 31st day of March 2023. Here are our top stories. IPAC condemns calls for interim government. NDLEA arrests suspects with 228 kilograms of cannabis in Ondo State. Court sentences two Chinese nationals to six years in prison. Napoli loses Osimet to injury ahead of Champions League tie against AC Milan. Today's news commentary is on the importance of girl-child education towards achieving Nigeria of our dreams. It is written by Raina to Ibrahim from the Department of Mass Communication, Abubakar Tatari Ali Polytechnic, Bauchi Bauchi State, and read by Blessing Akawu. The details of these and more, my name is Joan Davo. This is JFM 101.9. We will start the news as are by telling you that the Inter-Party Advisory Council, IPAC, the umbrella body of registered political parties in Nigeria, has condemned calls in some quarters for the installation of an interim government in the country. The IPAC National Chairman, Mr. Sani Yabagi, condemned the calls at a news conference held after the council's emergency meeting in Abuja. Yabagi said the statements by the Department of State Service, DSS, that it had uncovered a plot by some people to violently disrupt the nation's peace and install an interim government was disturbing. He describes interim government as unconstitutional, undemocratic and unacceptable. Yabagi called on the country's intelligence service to name the plotters, arrest and prosecute them in accordance with the law of the land to serve as a deterrence to others who would resort to self-help to achieve their selfish political ambitions. With so much reactions against the backdrop of the just-concluded general election, leader of the Pan-Yoruba Social Cultural Organization, Afeni Ferry, Pa Ayo Adibanjo is urging security agencies to arrest merchants of disunity in the country. He made the call today, Friday, 31st March 2023, while fielding questions from journalists. Adibanjo says Nigeria had come a long way and enemies of state must not be allowed to have their way. He describes the proponent of interim national government as a funny and lazy blot who are daydreamers. As post-election matters continue to arise, the National Human Rights Commission, NHRC, has revealed that it received over 450 cases of right violations during the just-concluded general elections. The commission, through its executive secretary, Chief Tony Ojuku, SAN, disclosed that while it got about 300 complaints on human rights abuses during the presidential election that held on February 25th, it said a total of 150 cases were recorded during the governorship and state assembly elections. 
According to him, aware that there would be cases of right violations, the NHRC, aside from establishing an election situation room, deployed its officials to monitor activities of law enforcement agents during the elections. Switching attention now, the Ondo State Command of the Nigeria Drug Law Enforcement Agency says it has seized 228 kilograms of cannabis sativa, also known as Indian hemp. The anti-graft agency paraded the suspect Ayodele Osusuya, who was allegedly arrested on Wednesday with the drug in the state capital. According to the state commander of the agency, Kayode Raji, men of the command had been on the trail for Osuya for a long time. Speaking at the command headquarters, he disclosed that the suspect concealed the Indian hem in the boot of a vehicle weighing 228 kilograms and worth multi-million naira. Elsewhere in the judiciary, Justice Abubakar Talba of the Court of Appeal Sokoto Division has convicted and sentenced two Chinese nationals, Meg Wei-kun and Mr. Zhu Kui, to prison for offences bordering on conspiracy, money laundering and attempted bribery to the tune of 550 million naira. Rather, The judgment is sequel to the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission's appeal brought against the judge of the Federal High Court Sokoto, which discharged and acquitted the accused persons on all the three counts charged. Delivering the unanimous judgment, Justice Telba berated the respondent that tried to frustrate the appeal through maneuverings. Justice Telba further explains that the EFCC had proven counts one and two of the three count charged before the Federal High Court beyond reasonable doubt, but agreed with the lower court on count three and accordingly struck it out because a similar charge is pending before the High Court of Justice in Sokoto State. While he maintained that the appeal is immensely meritorious, the judge convicted and sentenced the Chinese nationals to three years on each of the two counts with an option of 10 million naira fine each on each count. On the foreign scene now, prosecutors in New York are preparing for Donald Trump's surrender to court after he became the first United States president to be charged with a crime. Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, however, says the former president will not be handcuffed for his court appearance next Tuesday. Tacopina also says Trump will plead not guilty to the charges, adding that they will aggressively challenge the legal viability of the case. Recall that prosecutors have been investigating the payment of money to an adult film star prior to Trump's election in 2016. The adult film actor claims she had an adulterous affair with the former president and was paid 130,000 US dollars to keep quiet. However, Trump denies the wrongdoing and affair, saying the indictment is political persecution. In entertainment news now, the Ugun State Police Command has arrested controversial singer Habib Okikiola also known as Portable, who had earlier refused to honor the police invitation. Recall that earlier on Tuesday, two videos, videos of the musician raining curses and rough handling some men of the Nigeria police to face the internet. Portable's arrest is coming after the police gave a 72-hour ultimatum to the singer, which elapsed today. The police had condemned the singer's action, also threatened to prosecute him. Portable had claimed that an internet fraud star had brought the police to his bar to arrest staff for no reason. Speaking on the developments, the Ogun State Police Public Relations Officer Abimbola Oyeyami confirmed that the singer has been arrested, currently cooling his feet at the state headquarters of the police in Elewerong, Apiokuta.
And finally, Sports Napoli will be without star striker Victor Osime due to a groin injury when he hosts Champions League tie against Italian rivals AC Milan on Sunday. The 24-year-old Nigerian internationals, 21 goals in Serie A, have propelled Napoli to the verge of their third Serie A title since the late Diego Maradona inspired them to the 1990s Scudetto. However, Osime will have to sit out Sunday's game after returning from international duty. According to a statement by the club, his status will be reviewed next week. Napoli holds a 19-points lead over closest pursuers Lazio with 11 matches remaining. AC Milan have mounted a weak title defence and lie fourth with 23 points adrift of Napoli. Today's news commentaries on the importance of girl-child education towards achieving Nigeria of our dreams. It is written by Rahina to Ibrahim of the Department of Mass Communication, Abubakar Tatari Ali Polytechnic, Bauchi, Bauchi State, and read by Blessing Akao. It has been said that a human being is not attaining his full length until he or she is educated. This statement holds true and even more for the girl child. A significant function of educating the girl child in Nigeria is that it offers her the opportunity to chart her destiny with the skills and information she acquired from basic education up to tertiary education. Education offers girls the necessary skills and information needed to excel in a chosen career in future. Hence, a girl who is educated can grow to become a teacher, architect, doctor, computer scientist, lawyer and pharmacist, amongst other lucrative and noble professions. Gone are the days when girls were subjected to all forms of domestic chores and denied opportunities of education. By giving girls a right to education, they can right the wrongs in our society. It is important to note that education is not just limited to a Western or religious education, but a life orientation. This is a fact that must be considered considerably. Towards giving a girl child education can help to reduce the manners between in the country because they can adequately instill good knowledge in their children if they get married. The question is, how are you contributing to ensure the education of the girl child? Perhaps there cannot be a better time to give the girl a chance to explore their potential through quality education. Therefore, every parent should do more to make the future of their female children worthwhile. There is the need for them to go to the extra length to ensure that they do everything possible to empower girls with outstanding education. The government at all levels are also not left out in this task as it is equally called upon to create more strategies in preventing diverse women-related problems such as sexual harassment, gender inequality, amongst others. Creating such an enabling environment for girls' education will go a long way to achieve the Nigeria of our dreams. That was the news commentary on the importance of girl-child education towards achieving Nigeria of our dreams. It is written by Rahina to Ibrahim. From the Department of Mass Communication, Abubakar Tatari Ali Polytechnic, Bauchi, Bauchi State, and read by Blessing Akao. That is all we have for you on the news today. Before we go, a quick recap of our top stories. Recall we told you the Inter-Party Advisory Council, IPAC, the umbrella body of registered political parties in Nigeria, has condemned calls in some quarters for the installation of an interim government in the country. Also, the Ondo State Command of the Nigeria Drug Law Enforcement Agency says it has seized 228 kilograms of cannabis sativa, also known as Indian hemp. Justice Abubakar Tilba of the Court of Appeal, Sokoto Division, has convicted and sentenced two Chinese nationals, Wang 
Kuhn and Mr. Zhu Kwai to prison for offences bordering on conspiracy, money laundering and attempted bribery to the tune of 50 million naira. Napoli will be without star striker Victor Sime due to groin injury when they host Champions League tie against Italian rivals AC Milan on Sunday. Our court says peace and harmony are the bedrocks of development and a secure future. Act right, act responsibly. The time is now. Don't forget to be part of an ongoing conversation on our Facebook page on www.facebook.com forward slash JFMJOS and on Twitter at JFMJOS. You can also stream us live on www.jfm.ng and listen to our podcast on www.jfm.ng forward slash podcast. For news of happenings around, call the JFM Newsline on 090-43-777-644. The news was edited by Gilbert Joseph and produced by Patient Emmanuel. My name is Joanne Davo. Thank you for being part of the news today. Keep listening to J11.9 FM. Legal identity is your fundamental human right, and to access public services such as employment, education, banking, and healthcare, you may need some form of identification. You can exercise your political and civil rights and your right to freedom of movement. You should obtain any of these identity documents, which include the national identity card with a national identity number, voter's card, birth certificate, international passport, and indigent letter. However, children and teenagers from age 0 to 17 should visit the National Population Commission or any primary healthcare center nearest to them. Don't be left behind. Access your identity document by visiting the NIMSI State Office at Lamingo Dam Road opposite Human Rights Commission, Caton Ricos, Jos, Plateau State for enrollment and issuance of national identity card. This message is brought to you by the Norwegian Refugee Council, NRC, with support from the Norwegian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, NMFA. Watan Azumi by Albarka. Look at Sharua. Look at Jolly Juice. Kasanti a chicken shadi. The no ekal lemon jolly juice. The handen kaka ekewa kansa. Ne mumi and anamonguru. Zabu raspberry. Mai dentanum pre. Gama dentanum abarpa. Sanye zuchirka. The dentanum kula. Buddha mai dentanum limu. Katibombanti. Kajai zabundi kuntawaranka. Kararua. Juyashi. Sensha kawai. Sha jolly juice. Mai gumsarua. The anushua. Ramadan karim. Jolly juice. Wait and the new the gum sarwa. A look at in the kakituna no food juice. The dukanfa idojin chikinsa. Nemichi vita. Shekarune me yawa na aminchi. Nagarta. The dukanfa idoji na ea and itatua. The akazuwa at kinke kiawan kwali ea. Mother hadin. Then the new. Lowni. That's not the day. Musamang dominku. Kuma akosu iri iri. Say kazaba. Kuwa nekeke monomari. Akochi vita irinaka. Akwe iri naka chivita. Akwe chivita iri iri. Domi mkowa dukuwa. Wanini naka chivita. Kamariyedu muamala rabanki ke chanzawa. Banki UBA ya kawamu kuke kia wantane di. Wajanturo kuti. Saka kati kodata awaya. Dama wasa abubuwa da dama. Zaka iye shiga up in UBA. Pokuma. Kaziyarchi internetbanking.ubagroup.com Ba data, 
Denesta 919 hash za kuma ka iya biya yan kasuwa ta hanyar amfani da app din ka na UBA ko kuma ka ziyarci wakilan UBA din karbar tsabar kudi domin ma'abota wayar salula turawa liyo sako ta whatsapp akan lambar 0903000001 ko shafin facebook instagram google business chat da ma apple messages at official UBA chat banking ko wace hanya ka zaba don gudanar da mu'amalar banki muna tare da kai UBA Banking Africa da ya zage duniya As the Ummah sets out to embark on this spiritual journey in this holy month of Ramadan, we pray for Allah's graciousness, rahmah and enviable blessings upon us all. This important season also presents a golden chance to pray for our leaders, Plateau State and our nation Nigeria. Ramadan Kareem to all Muslim faithfuls from us all at J101.9 FM. Now trending. This is JFM top song for the week. Check this out. Now trending. Mr. Moff. Rayua. This is JFM song of the week. It's Joe Classic. Classic. Mr. Moff. This song is dedicated to Abake and every other person out there celebrating one thing or the other. Congratulations. Kanasa de kodia, 
JFM Song of the Week. Do you have any great song that could make it for the JFM Song of the Week? Then call 0806 0806 Everything is fast, you gotta be on time and you gotta be smart. I arrive the bus stop, everywhere it seems crowded. Though I'm not surprised, sometimes that's how we two million people trying to hop in an Audi. I saw this young man well dressed in his status, he looks fine with his gold chain and watch. The same design that I saw last week at the mall. I felt kinda sorry how everybody struggled. Same we seeing different days, same. Should I blame the government for all of these people? But not today, that's for another day. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. Everybody here wanna rumble. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. Just wanna try to hop in. He looks over serious and determined. All of his efforts couldn't get him in. The next team, a woman pushing him. Before he could turn, she already jacked him. Only, only that's what she screamed. She got all attention for what she mentioned. Lagos people so sensitive for an action. Sat the man down and asked the woman question. What's wrong? Tell us what is told. She replied, five grand and some more. That's almost in a hole to make it all worse. I'm just a widow. Tears in the eyes, got the people remorse. Everybody fought for her, even though they ensure they share her pain because she looks so poor. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. No justice in the jungle. Everybody here wanna rumble. No justice in the jungle. The man they could find five grand, couple ATMs, IDs in his hands before he could talk a tire around his neck. Next thing, petrol got him wet. I watched this man being burned down to ashes. Tears full my eyes while everybody watches. He went through agony, begging for his life. A ring on his finger, proudly he got a wife. Then a young girl from afar came running. On her arrival, she was heavily breathing. Mommy, mommy, that's what she was screaming. You forgot your money on the table this morning. Exactly five grand, that's what she was handed. Freezing cold, her IQ's already dead. This man was innocent, everybody said. They all disappeared from the scene instead. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
When it comes to relationships, dating and marriage, is love the only basic ingredient? What What makes makes or breaks relationships and marriages? Find out answers to these and many more questions on love, dating and marriage as Pastor Kingsley Okonkwo and Pastor Mildred Okonkwo teach basic biblical and practical principles on love, dating and marriage. If a woman loves you, one of the things you know is that she'll be committed to you. Fridays, 6.30 to 7 p.m. on J11.9 FM. Don't miss it. Life Church, I love you guys. Um, 
a few minutes ago, um, I try not to do this when I go to places. Pascal always teases me, calls me the prophetess. But a few minutes ago, I saw a flash while I was sitting there and I saw an explosion, literally. Like it just kept moving and it was moving like, I can't, I, I don't, I can't, maybe I'll tell it to you privately, I don't know, but get ready for what God is about to do through you. And there's such a deep strength inside Pastor Fumi that she has not tapped into yet. But very soon there will be an explosion and it will come from the deep intercession that God has placed inside of her. Your greatness has not started and you're holding the right person. As your hands remain together, I promise you that God will take you to heights that even your mind cannot conceive. I see an explosion of families coming into this place. God has not started with you. Your children's church, I don't know if you have one yet, but your children's church, <laughs> ah, Kayabosata, your children's church will explode beyond your wildest dreams. Children will bring their parents to church. I see children bringing men and women, the children in front, but men and women are coming in their thousands. You will be a voice in this city, a strong voice in this city. And God says you're not going to stand before ordinary men. It says you will stand before kings. That means that you are kings and you are queens. And whether you like it or not, you will be great because of the shepherd that God has placed over you. If you believe it, shout a louder, amen. 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 Father, I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Thank you because if it had not been for you, God... I give you glory this morning and I say use my lips preach to your people prepare their hearts for the revelation of the word this morning and give them the strength to do the work in the mighty name of Jesus amen come on celebrate Jesus this morning is this how you are celebrating my Jesus do you love Jesus then make some noise this morning Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know you love your pastors. Please let's honor them. Let's celebrate them as we're still standing. As we're still standing. Honor the gift of God over your life. Listen, let me tell you, the way you know God loves you is the pastors that he gives you. When God puts special people over your life, that means he values you. You are precious cargo. So he can't let any kind of person watch over you. He has to give you people who are wonderful. So celebrate your pastors. Are they doing the work? Do they love you? Do you love them? And celebrate them this morning. Um, I want to celebrate the principalities of relationship in this city. It's looking at somebody else. <laughs> um, Barista Chili and Julie, God bless you guys. It was such a pleasant surprise to see you this morning. And you know that God is amplifying your voice already, so there's no need to say too much. Then please help me celebrate my boyfriend. My forever boyfriend, the love of my life. My everything. He, he has pastored me, he has groomed me, he has loved me, he has taught me, he has criticized me. But I love him. Please help me celebrate him. And then 
celebrate yourselves as you take your seat this morning. Praise God. So this morning, I want to speak to married people. Yesterday, single people, I fought with you who small. But were you blessed yesterday? Yeah. Did you take something away? Yeah. Okay. So today, I want to talk to married people. I have um, a few minutes, and I will get into it. Um, one of the things I've learned about marriage is marriage is your last chance for God to change your life. If you give your life to Christ, you know year word. When you enter into marriage, you will hear word. Because all the things they've been telling you before with mouth, your pastor is shouting, love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love is patient, love is kind. When you enter marriage, <laughs> nobody will tell you, you will be patient, you will be kind. So I believe that marriage is your last chance to be trained. I remember when I first, uh, when we first got married, I can't even remember what it was that Pastor Kay asked me to do. There was something he told me to do. And I said, no, I don't do, I can't remember what it was. Because when we first got married, I used to be very shy, extremely. I'm very introverted. It's only when I come here and the Holy Spirit hits that, you know, um, things change. But I'm very introverted, very, very. So I usually don't like stage. I don't like people. I just like to be on my own, mind my business, do my own thing. So I can't remember what it was. Pasuke asked me to do something. And I said to him um, that I didn't want to do it. And I expected him to pet me and he went off on me. Like, what do you mean? Da, 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 da. Something. I think, some, I think they wanted to put me on billboard or something. I can't remember. So they were putting, we just got married, so they were changing the billboards. So they wanted to put a picture of me. And he was like, no, don't put me on the billboard. I don't want anybody to know me. Da, 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 da. I was just going, you know, doing it. So he went off on me. Do you think it's about you? Da, 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 da. So when we got home, yeah, this happened in the office. When we got home, I said to him, I said, oh, I see the way you talk to me. I didn't like it, that you didn't whoop it. He said something I will never forget. He said, I'm not your cheerleader, I'm your coach. <laughs> oh, God. Then I realized that this marriage thing, not be boyfriend and girlfriend, I love you, I love you. <laughs> this is God training you. Uh, so I knew that, uh, okay. Yes, and I thank God that I've listened to him over the years because I have become better for it. And I know a lot of people may not know, but everything that I have learned, everything that I am today is because of this man and it's because I submitted myself in marriage. And so when it comes to marriage, media people, are you angry today again? Please don't be angry. I saw what you put your pastor. Okay, it was not you people. It's the light people that put pastor through yesterday. And I was just sitting down there saying to myself, thank God, send up my church. I can relax. I don't have to worry about the light. <laughs> because people don't know what it is. Well, I know what he went through yesterday. <laughs> and I was just saying, I wanted to go outside and meet him. That Come inside. Don't worry yourself. It's a, it's a common problem. We go through it all over the world. Dear people, they will play video, no sound. Or they will play sound, no video. It's normal. There's a spirit at work in them. <laughs> so, we know you people were not angry. Okay, so marriage. I was talking about the fact that marriage trains you. Okay? If you allow God, that's God's last chance. The things your parents couldn't achieve. If you will be submitted in marriage. You know when the Bible says submit one to another. If you will be submitted in marriage, marriage will help you be better. There are things, there are weaknesses that you have. You see, and that's God's original plan. When God made marriage, God's original plan was that the husband and the wife would be able to work together. Because, like Pastor K said yesterday, you know, opposites usually attract. So, someone who is a saver, for instance, will marry a spender. 
Notice what I did there. As somebody who is very organized will marry somebody who is scattered. Do you understand? So, somebody who... <laughs> and what God is expecting is that you will rub off on each other. So, somebody who is introverted will marry somebody who is extroverted. So, for instance, I'm very... Generally, I don't... I like my space. I like my... I don't like trouble. I don't like... Don't disturb me. My husband likes people. He likes to go to places. He likes to do adventurous things. So, when we first got married, my husband still used to do crazy things like go to fastest roller coaster in the world. He still planned to do bungee jumping. All those, you know, adventurous things. And for me, fun is being in your room, watching a movie, or reading a good book. That's it. But I now went and married somebody who does not understand the concept of rest. All he wanted to do was adventurous things. So I remember our, I don't know, one of our trips was an office trip um, to Dubai. And I mean, if you go to Dubai, everybody knows how you go to Dubai. You're supposed to go there to shop and rest and sleep and eat fruits that you don't see in Nigeria. That's it. And so I planned myself. But when we got there, first thing my husband said is, where are they doing desert safari? So we went on desert safari. And that time, nobody advised me. I followed my husband when we got there. They said that you no, know, it's nothing. People were telling me it's no nothing. It's not just to sand dunes, just do like this. That's when I knew that human beings don't have your best interest at heart. <laughs> so I entered it in. My husband, so I entered with <laughs> oh Jesus. So one Arab, one man and his wife, Arab people were sitting beside me. I was here, then Pastor K sat in front because he wants to watch all the action. Big mistake. So they started. They do like this. Ah. I first thing say, now play with this. I say, no, they can't be serious. Maybe that was a mistake. The next time they did it again, they almost jammed somebody. Then we were hanging one leg on the class. I said, my husband was enjoying himself. The people beside me, I don't know whether the man was peeing on him. So I don't know. I was just hearing. Mm. <laughs> and you see, when we got to the first destination, I wasn't, I was okay. I, I, was, I, I was upset with myself. I was asking myself different questions. But I was okay. When we got to the place, it now occurred to me that it's the same road we used to reach here that we used to go back home. So my problems were not over. My husband was having fun. From that day, we went the next day to Fastest Roller Coaster. And if you go to my social media page, you'll hear that story. I don't want to go into that story. We went to Fastest Roller Coaster. I regretted my life. Because I was just saying to myself, Lord... They were normal men. Men that understand walking on the beach, looking at the sunset, flowers, dinner. It is the one that wants to jump from heaven and kill himself that you gave me. Lord, why? But today, funny enough, I'm okay with fun things because we've rubbed off on each other. And that's what God wanted. He wanted that balance. And now, my husband has calmed down. I said, let's go and bungee jump. I said, what, what, what are you looking for? What, what, why? We've, we've evolved. I can't, my husband has never been the kind of person that wake up in the morning and just stay at home. He must, if you have your bath, you must go out. That's his philosophy in life. So you go just bath, just sit down for us. You can't, you must go out. But there are days now, my husband won't go out for two days. Lockdown was not lockdown for me. I was not stressed at all. When people are saying, oh, we're locked down, we can't go out. Where are we going to? See your houses. Why are you looking for where to go stay? I was okay. I actually did not think my husband would be able to survive it, but he did. There are days, you know lockdown, eh? 
You know, people were complaining about not going out. There were days I didn't come out of my bedroom. And I was okay. That's how introvert, you understand? But now there's a balance. I cannot believe that I'm the same person standing here today talking to people. That's what God wanted. God wanted you to be able to rub off on each other. When we first got married, my husband was very reckless with money. And I can only share this, of course, with his permission, but he was very... Pastor believes that we make money to spend it. So you could just, you could just get money, just keep on for bank, they look calm. Just, that's it. Let's just be spending the money. And his faith was producing. He was making money, but he was spending it more recklessly than he was making it. My husband would buy pool table. In fact, we bought like three pool tables. You buy pool table, then you say, no, it's not the right color. I'll say, but when we were buying this pool table, you tell me, see, honey, this is the best. I will not buy another. Why would we buy one? Do you think I'm just looking for a pool table? I'm not looking for, you know, someone, when guys come, they will just get something with them go they do for house. How about they sit down and watch TV? That's why we bought a big screen. Say, no, no. We bought pool table. After buying that first pool table, he now came and said, oh, that we need to do carport over the pool table. Second money. We did carpots. Now the carpot was not facing like this. It's complete carpot. There are sometimes that rain falls slanted. So the rain falls into the pool table. Then we change the pool table. And always a reason, a justifiable reason to spend money. But today, after many years, many years <laughs> of prayer, patiently showing him that you can save money. Because you see, when we have when he doesn't have money, I always have money. I always have money. So he will come to me and say, ah, he needs my save, should I give you? Say, how do you have money? Because there's a thing called saving. How can a human being spend all they have? You must have something you are saving. And today, now, now, today, is the one that even when we want to, let's even buy something, you say, no, let's be saving. Now he's now the saver. So God's plan was that when you are with each other, you start to rub off on each other. The one who doesn't like people will start to like people. Now, I don't mind people being around. There are always people in my house now. When I first got married, it was very stressful for me. Why are they here? <laughs> but you say, oh, it's your birthday. There are people downstairs. It's no longer my birthday if there are people downstairs. You are now stressing me. It's now your birthday. Because you want to dance. I don't want to dance. You want music. I don't want. You want. So when you finish eating, who's going to pack the plates? Who will clean the house? You are not celebrating my birthday. You are celebrating your own. Until a while, and I learned after a while, I found out that, you know, people actually are happy when they do these things for you. Before my birthday, when is my birthday? I switch off my phones. I wake up in the morning and switch off my phones. That's what a birthday celebration is for me. That nobody's stressing me. Go when you wish me happy birthday. You're expecting me to tell you thank you, Abby. You, you see, you see the work you have created for me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Is it? Ah, he, we won't, there was one particular video that trended. Was it like this? As in, he came to the house, was his bed, and we were playing music, and he was dancing. I'm like, really? I went straight upstairs. Go and lie down. So God's plan is that as you get together, spend time together, you start to rub off on each other, your weaknesses, you start to exchange weaknesses, you start to exchange strengths, you know, the places where you are strong, you help this person. But the problem is that the world has taught us that we are not a team, we are in competition. So everything we do is always men versus women. Put a post on social media and say men are something, they will come and say yes. Or in fact, let me give you the most common one. Just put a post on your page and say, today, Wives, let's pray for our husbands. They will finish you. I can't count the number of DMs they will send to me. When I'm doing 3 p.m. with PM, I say, okay, this month we're going to pray for our husbands. I can't count the number of DMs people send to me. I say, why must it always be women praying for their husbands? Can 
men not pray what in that post that I just put what in that post should insinuate that I said men should not pray for their wives I said women let us pray if you feel that they should be there you to say husbands let us pray it's okay they will send me DM God will punish you for the way you are misleading men and making them sending DM of course they are never bold enough to come out and say it in public it's cowards that will always do those kind of things but they've made us believe that we are it's men against women men are scum women are scum or which one is it scum scum you understand what I mean they always make it about that but God's original plan was that we're a team that when you choose someone, you understand that we're on the same side. It's me and you against the world. We become one person. The real problem is we don't understand covenant. If you understand covenant in marriage, you understand that you are one person. When you get married, Kingsley comes, Mildred comes. And then when we are joined, what God sees is Kingsley is my head, I'm his body. So we become Kindred. So there's no Kingsley, there's no Mildred before God. There's only Kindred. So when God is as, as, when God is dealing with us or is addressing us, He's addressing Kindred. So if Kingsley has done something wrong, we have done something wrong. If Kingsley has done something worthy of blessing, we have done something worthy of blessing. If you understand that you are one person, you will understand that we are not against. We can't be somebody cannot be fighting. You can't fight yourself. We are one. We are too busy fighting and separating where God is trying to join together that's why marriages are not working that is the real reason when you take your vows you say till death do us part that in itself is a covenant word what that means is that I understand that we are now one person and the only way to separate a head from his body is what? death so Kingsley can't come now and say he's done you can't be done sir do you want to kill me? the only way you can be done is if you are ready for both of us to die we are in this for life. Why? Because we have joined. That's why when single people come and say they are loved, I say, think this thing where you want to do, think I'm well. Because this journey where you they go, you must carry water. It is covenant. It is not when we are done, we, well, if, I don't, if I can't take it anymore, we go. What are you? Even things like praying up. What's praying up? You are signing against yourself. Covenant. It's covenant. And when you are in, you are in. That's kingdom marriage. That's why I said to you, if you know that you want to marry, marriage, don't waste your time here this weekend. Go and look for somewhere and eat. But if it's kingdom marriage you're talking about, it is only death that can separate you. And that's why you must open your eyes before you get into covenant with anybody. God is not joking. God is not joking when it comes to marriage. Marriage is very deep. Very, very you are joining yourself. That's why the Bible says that the person that joins himself with a harlot is one with a harlot. God doesn't see sex as something to be played with. That's why God doesn't like adultery. It's not something you play with. And I know that these days, a lot of people have made it seem like, oh, it's a weakness. Let me tell you, sin is sin. The reason why a lot of us are comfortable with sin is because we have renamed it. We have renamed sin as weakness. Oh, it's just a weakness. People struggle. And see, sin is what we are struggling with. It's a work of the flesh. Jesus has nailed it to the cross. In fact, I saw a post yesterday that was so beautiful. It says, so many people come to the cross, but they don't get on the cross. You know, that scripture says, I am crucified with Christ. It's not, it's not, it's no longer about my feelings. It's no longer about how, what he makes me feel like. It's no longer about whether it feels good. It's about what does my master want? So from the minute I was getting married, I knew what I was getting into. Not once did I even not know what I was getting into. If you see me on my wedding day, you for fear. The pastor had to tell me, say, if you don't stop shaking, I'm not going to wed you people. 
because I knew I understood I studied covenant before I got married so when I say that there's nothing this man can do again that will make me go people don't understand what I'm talking about covenant is deep it's very deep and if you can understand when the Bible says that if two shall agree anything it's talking about covenant if you and your partner I'm telling you there's nothing Pastor K and I have agreed about or agreed on that has not worked nothing because God's word cannot fail but you must play your own part so the time that you're supposed to be using to agree Satan is making you argue the whole point to marriage is agreement that we want to do this thing heaven sanctions it but Satan will come and say how can he talk to you like that how can he talk to you like that do you see the way he talked to you and you are still going to pray for him even the Bible tells you that if you don't deal with your wives with understanding your prayers will be hindered so Satan knows that scripture too do you think you are the only one that reads the Bible Satan knows the scripture so he's working with the scripture Is the problem is we are not working with the scripture if you understand it you will know that see nothing will make me and you quarrel Pasuki and I, I we've never quarreled do we have disagreements yes but we've never quarreled. You've never heard you are stupid, you are crazy. Shut I'm done. I'm angry. I'm never, I've never in my life insulted him once. Because I'm conscious of covenant. So when he's upset, I'll tell him, I say, I know what Satan is doing. Show you they see devil now. You they see devil for you. There was, in fact, a consistent precedence that Pasquale had to draw to my attention. Anytime Pasquale is going to preach, the night before, I will be so angry. I will look for something will annoy me. I will look for something to say. And he will just walk away. He will be quiet and walk away. And he told me one day, he said, do you notice that it's only when the day before I have a major meeting that you, you, you'll be looking for fight? I said, I'm not looking for fight. He said, mm, I'm not fighting with you. I'm just telling you. Because Satan is working. Everywhere I go, I say, the person you are playing with is not playing with you. Satan is serious. He's very intentional. So we'll be, we'll be fighting fight that does not make sense. What are you quarreling about? Half the time, if you sit down after your quarrel, ask yourself what are you quarreling about? I don't like the way it talks to you. So, who are you that they cannot talk to you anyhow? Who are you? Even Jesus that created the heavens and the earth, created human being. Even picking where you born, if you talk to anyhow, you go beat them. Not created though, that you born, because you're not the one that created your children. Then imagine God that created you, they spat on him. They slapped him, they flogged him. Do you think he can say, in short, I'm not dying for this idiot again and come down? He could have done that. Doesn't I mean I'm me? I'm me. They said I should heal myself. I should save myself. Okay. He could have done that. But he understood why he was there. You understand marriage. The little things that Satan throws in will not offend you. If you understand marriage, your in-laws cannot annoy you. What's it concerning love for marriage? When they do, they'll go. It's me and you. But the little things will allow the little things to get to us. So I want to give you a checklist to know whether your marriage is working. Number one. I'll start with Romans 12. Message translation, verse 1. It says, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. It says, take your everyday, ordinary life. Some people will say, we don't know what that is. So they broke it down. They say, you're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So the first way you know whether you have a kingdom marriage or not is make sure that it is a worship marriage. 
Make sure your marriage is worship. It is an offering before God. Listen, if God can ask for your eating, your walking around life as offering, do you think that he does not want your marriage? God is interested in your marriage. He needs your marriage. Do you know that marriage is one of the greatest evangelism tools? Because marriage was not created to work. How do you put two people that are opposites together and say, you people should go and love each other? Are you joking? Of course, it's doomed to fail from the beginning. But if your own is working, there's something extra. The Holy Spirit is making it work. There are principles from the word making it work. So God's, God's plan is that as Christians, because our marriage is working, people will ask us, what's making your marriage work? And we can point back to God. That's evangelism. Evangelism is not until you knock on somebody's door. Cock, cock, cock. Are you born again? The person say no. Say, say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come to my, come to my. I give my. That that sin, eh? A lot of people have said prayer. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. So there's no change. There's no transformation. Evangelism is I'm seeing something that I want. How do you? How did you get it? Then you tell me how, and I follow you. Then you disciple me from there. God does not want ordinary people following him about. He wants disciples. He said we should go and make disciples of every nation. He didn't say go and gather me follow uh, members. He said disciples. So your marriage, the way you do your marriage, be conscious. If you understand that your marriage is worship, you will know that loving your husband is not for your husband. It's for Jesus. Praying for your husband is not for your husband. It's for Jesus. Let me tell you, the only reason why you have a right to function on this earth is because you have a body. Once you have a body, a physical body you have the right to function on this earth that's why jesus had to come and be born if not god cannot just come god is holy he has put laws in place the earth belongs to us as human beings he can't just come and say you know what i'm god almighty i'm just going to take that's why lots of bad things are happening you think god can't just step in we need to give him permission to step in that's where prayer and intercession comes in that's our assignment here we don't understand that we're kingdom citizens here we're here for that so God cannot do anything without your permission. So you as a wife or you as a husband, and prayer is not limited to women, I need to say that. You as a husband, you are the one that gives God permission to move in your wife's life. Pray for each other. Stop fighting. The time you are this mother, you are using to abuse each other, use it to bless each other. It's the same words. Pray for each other to each other, counsel each other make sure that your marriage is worship I don't ever go anywhere to minister without first kneeling down for my husband to bless me no, you see, it's not humility, it's sense because some people say oh, she say, oh, she say, oh, I wish humility is sense, he carries something that I don't have there's a grace this man carries at the beginning of every year, I don't play, I bring my seed. I, I've done it for three years now. Every time I do, you'll be laughing. You say, oh, I said, sir, I'm not playing with you. Put hand for my head. You go, they put hand for that people where they'll go prosper. Then me, where they are. Small time, I go, they inside water soap, go enter my eye. I say, sir, bless me. You say, oh, I say, I'm not, <laughs> you think I'm joking. You don't even know that I'm not joking with you. I will kneel down. Bless me. There are things, I'm telling you, there are spiritual dimensions in marriage that only if you can tap into it your life will change says you why will you talk to me like that why is not your mate carry something that's why god put him as your head so make sure it's worship don't become so adjusted to the way they do things in this world men and women are the same i know drago men and women are equal i know even drag we 
we're equal. There's no male or female before God. I know drag. But there's order in the kingdom. There's ranking in the kingdom. This is a military, uh, uh, what do you call it now? The kingdom is military. Christianity is not a, Christianity is not where we are just walking about a group of people. It's military. There's a kingdom. So there's a way things are done. So don't marry somebody you can't respect. Marry somebody you can't respect. I'm now be shouting on social media and be disturbing everybody. Post your post in private. You no know, go post that. You can't they shout. I don't want to be angry this morning. Thank you, my brother. Getting angry. So don't become adjusted to the world. That thing they are doing is not working. And most of these women that even shouting say they are feminists, they are feminists. I know, I know, say me and then go see quarrel on top of this one. They will put on social media, will quarrel again. Most of them that are shouting feminists, feminists, most of them they are needing them to save their husband. Uh, these people are shouting on social media, they are not doing it at home. Most of them say, Counselor. They will not come and pass back and DM him. Sir, I'm having challenges in my marriage. Please, sir, can you? I say, Sir, snap this thing, put that life, make everybody they see this thing. They can't try it. They don't come to me. You can't try it. We will go out there in the public because of the many people you are deceiving. Vasquez yes. yes. here, they came to you. Which Nicodemus? Which Nicodemus? Waiting be Nicodemus. <laughs> we, 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 we all be, we will, let's, let's, let's expose ourselves. Have these things, and I feel for young girls. They're telling you lies. Say, just don't, tell, don't let him know what he cannot say. That's going to story. Story. Enter if you are going to marry God's way, you must there's submission. And you see, submission doesn't mean you are a slave. Submission speaks about power. It is because you are a powerful person. And submission is not taken by force. You give it. So you must know who is worthy of giving it to. Submission is not uh, I want to travel. I want to travel. I don't have money. I just want to say go and sit down. Now go and sit down. You don't have money now. So are you submitted? You're just obeying. Because I want to travel. I have some money, and he says, mm, Don't go now. I say, Okay. If you say so, it's fine. No problem. Um, we'll talk about it again later. Okay. Now go and sit down. I submitted. I could go by myself. I, he can't even physically bind me. Neither can he financially bind me. I can go. But I chose to submit. And then maybe it is when I don't go that they will not hear that plane crash. I will not know that this why. Because God will never, ever, if God institutes order, he will not jump over your head and come to you. There's order. God loves order. For resources, our books, and other materials, please send a WhatsApp message to 080-7771-4413. For counseling or prayers, Send a WhatsApp message to 080-77-714412. When it comes to relationships, dating and marriage, is love the only basic ingredient? What, what makes, makes or breaks, breaks relationships, relationships and marriages? marriages? Find out answers to these and many more questions on love, dating and marriage as Pastor Kingsley Okonkwo and Pastor Mildred Okonkwo teach basic biblical and practical principles on love, dating and and married. If a woman loves you, one of the things you know is that she'll be committed to you. Fridays, 6.30 to 7 p.m. on J11.9 FM. Don't miss it. We only believe in the best. So we do our best to give you the best. JJFM 101.9. 
You are listening to the sensational DJ Emirates. Bullet up selector. I
Sensational DJ Emmy. 
Sensational DJ Emmer.
mighty fuck today, oh, be a dem can't compare. So when the devil send them, come to try make you straight. After things you don't know about, you lose your ear. Just lift your hands to the sky and call on the most high. Almighty, I never deny. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? Today, Obia, them can't compare. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see them. Me now have no time for freedom. After me now study Eden. Father God, please free them. Forgive them, Lord, cause them don't know what they have done. Them yeah. lose from them right against your son. Them be known, I'll be a blessing.
I've read in people's faces And knowing what their cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see your out of faces For a taste of the whiskey I give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow And then he bummed a cigarette And asked me for a light The night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression He said if you're gonna play the game Boy, you gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold Know when to fold Know when to walk away Know when to run You never count your money Sitting at the table There'll be time enough for count When the deal is done Gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw in and knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out a cigarette, faded out to sleep. Somewhere in the darkness The gambler, he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold Know when to fall Know when to walk away Know when to run You never count your money While sitting at the table There'll be time enough to Six strings, six strings, a half step, and you can, can keep the car. 
cars, leave me the garage. And all I, yes, all I need is keys and guitars. And just with in 30 seconds, I'm leaving to Mars. Yeah, we leaving the car, who's undefeatable cars. It's like this, man, you can't put a price on the life. So we ain't gon' stumble and fall, never. No. Wait in the seat, us in the sign of defeat. Uh uh. So we gon' keep everyone moving their feet. So bring back the beat, and then everyone sing. I guess it's true, I'm not good at a one night. JFM plays my kind of my kind of rockin' that music 24/7. The truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Welcome to Getting Spiritual Sense from the Living in His Rest Ministry. Getting Spiritual Sense is a devotional for seekers, sinners, and saints. Stay tuned with Pastor Olumide Opatumbi, and may you find blessings and help in today's teaching. Amen. Amen. Peace and blessings to you and yours in Jesus' name. Today we'll talk about how to bridle our tongue. The other time when we're talking about what true religion is we said true religion is measured in two ways we said it is measured in how we bridle our tongue and how we undo the weak how we carry the weak and how you carry your own personal weaknesses too because if you are not graciously dealing with your own weaknesses you will not be able to deal with the weaknesses of others what weaknesses require of you yours or others is patience and repair not castigation and empty talk that usually follow it to achieve justification the bible says in james 1 26 it says if any man if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart this one's religion is useless and this one's religion should be useless because it is useless now if you do not bridle your tongue if you do not check your tongue from the misuse i talked about the other time the misuse of gossip the misuse of complaint and the misuse of lie. Those are principal ways people use their mouth and their tongue amiss. Now, the Bible says we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble, stumble in word, is a perfect man, able to breathe his whole body. One of the things I look for in a man whose, whose resources is failing hopelessly, whose health is failing consistently and is sickly, is how they are speaking whatever the situation of a man's life if the man can learn to speak right speaks words that are true speak words that are consistent with his identity in god speak words that are consistent with his expectation and not words that aid his state and struggle he will become a per perfect man and he will attain victory sooner than he think the bible says in psalm 34 verse 12 that who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? He said that man should keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. I've talked about what evil is. What is, what is deceit? Deceit is saying things that are not consistent with what God has said about you. Deceit is saying things that are not consistent with your identity in God. And if you do not know the things to think about, and the things to say. Philippians 4, 8 says, Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Only say things that are authentic and real. Don't joke with things you do not want to experience. Don't say things about others you do not want to experience. You know, a lot of people are saying lying things about others. And they're expecting God to perform for them what they are saying to God. It will not happen. 
because your interaction with others is a prophecy of what you will experience in life. Do you get what I'm saying? How you interact with others is a prediction of how your tomorrow will be. So deal well with others. Say well of others. He said, say things that are real and authentic. Say honorable and admirable things. Say beautiful and respectful things. Say pure and holy things. Say merciful and kind things. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Praising him always. Now, some of you, one of the evil of the earth today is people talking anyhow. And in the place of prayer and meeting men of God, saying men of God should declare over them. See, the word you say over your life is more potent and more important than the word that is said over you. If you are saying, if you are saying sickness to yourself, nobody can truly declare health on you. If you are saying sickness to yourself, if you are saying death to yourself, nobody can declare life to you. If you are declaring poverty on yourself, nobody can declare life to you. If you want to change your world, learn to speak right words. Learn to speak words that are true. Thank you. God bless you. Have a gracious day. Amen. Thank you for staying with us. For questions and clarifications, you can reach us via SMS on 0808 082 0002. That is 0808 082 0002. Goodbye for now. Line number two. Everybody's life is perfect except yours. Feel the power. JFM 101.9. After the business is pleasure.